You're listening to EVH Gear TV, brought to you by Design 39 Media. Visit design39media.com for all your website, photography, and video production needs. Microphones for EVH Gear TV are provided by Rode Microphones, and official Van Halen merchandise is provided by vanhalenstore.com. Now, here's your host from Ontario, Canada, EVH Gear artist Eric Broadbent. Hey everyone, it is a weekend. It's a crappy weekend here in Ontario, Canada. It's probably a crappy weekend. A lot of a lot of places that are getting snow, but it's a weekend and Warren Hughes and I are here to hopefully warm up your weekend for you and get send you off on your way, whether you're out and about or just snuggling home with the family for the weekend. It's our job to warm you up. And I think with this guest tonight, Warren Hughes, man, I think we're going to warm up the people's weekend. How are you doing, buddy? I'm all right, man. What's up? Hey, everybody. Been kind of waiting on this. I know, I know. I'm very happy to have you. You know what? I we're going to be treated tonight by some great guitar playing from you. There's no doubt about that, and everyone that's coming in t- to watch the show tonight knows that. However, like I was saying to you off the air, it's nice to have great conversation with people too. And just I get this kind of sense from you, um, people like yourself, Jay Palmer, another example. This positive, just happiness, and I, I think we need to just kind of relax a little bit and enjoy some of these things like like i say you're a great conversationalist and i think we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight and gonna kick no it doubt. off yeah so uh, what's it like your weather your way right now we're in the same time zone but where are you at i'm in uh i'm actually in uh, morgantown west virginia right now it's about maybe about 34 35 degrees it's clear skies out you can see the stars okay it's cold you know mm-hmm. according to some people it's cold it's not cold to me but <laughs> you know uh you know that's what it is. Yeah. So, uh, I'll I'll tell you one thing. I um I had I posted this on Facebook and I don't think you saw it. Um, you may have I don't know, but I posted this before going live. I said, always us guys always listen to your ladies, okay, or your or your spouse or whoever it is. Uh, listen listen to your better half. We'll say that. Um, right. And I told you I was late. You and I were going to do a test call at uh, what time did we say seven? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. So. Yeah. I, I'm notorious for this, and, and I'm notorious for not listening to my lady. I, I respect her, that's for, I, but I always think I know the right way to do things, right? And she mm-hmm. says, don't take the car out tonight. Um, and it's it's horrible. Like the, the, Our town is shut down from snow. And I'm like, wow. oh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a pro driver, right? I'm driving a Camaro. I'm a pro driver. Mm-hmm. I get uptown, and I'm stuck, and wow. literally stuck. And so I had to call her and say, I'm stuck. And, and I said, please don't tell me I told you so. You know what I mean? One right, of right. No doubt. Yeah, they, <laughs> Always listen to your lady. We don't like to eat that humble pie. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I said, <laughs> so, dear, you're right. You're right. So I, I, I texted you and said, I'm sorry, man. We're going to be late for the test call. But I'm, we're back. We're warmed up. You're warmed up because I saw your Facebook live broadcast moments before the show. That was cool. What were you doing? Some mom scene and some docking? Yeah, I mean, that's where I kind of, you know, that's kind of where I kind of laid my head. You know nice. what I mean? Uh, um, you know, growing up in the eighties, you know, I started probably playing about, I was probably about really started seriously playing when I was probably about 17. Okay. Um, um, my uncle took me to, we're just going to get into it. I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll play Do some it. here in a bit. Oh, of course. Know. Yeah. That's, that's good. You know, I got, I got, I got like stories after a while. Oh, I love stories, <laughs> um, man. Um, I come from, uh, I come from a very small coal town called Osage, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. You know, very small. I mean, the coal mines are all closed now, but it was a re- very small, close-knit community of of everybody was poor. Yeah. So what's, everybody what's the population? On, you know, everybody got along. Everybody helped each other, you know? Yeah. Um, went, to, went to church with my grandmother all the time. 
and she played piano. And my uncle, he was the preacher, he played guitar. So then I had a, another set of cousins, there's 14 of them, and at least, at least they could play the piano. Every last one of them, at least they could do that. Wow. But, you know, they play guitar, bass, drums, you know, what have you. And uh, uh, when I was a kid, you know, my mom, she sang and played piano. And uh, they had a band where they played like, you know, they played Earth, Wind & Fire. They played, uh, uh, they played Journey. They played Van Halen. They played, wow. you know, they played everything. You know what I'm saying? So I was always around the musical instruments. Um, but uh, probably when I was like, you know, seven or eight, you know, I, you know, being that it's the uh, Van Halen's 40th anniversary of the first album, you know, um, I remember yeah. going to the music store, to the record store. I'm sorry. Yeah. For you, all of you guys that don't remember record stores. <laughs> That's but uh, I went to the record store with my uncle. My uncle was like really into like, you know, Deep Purple and Rainbow and, you know, and stuff like that, you know, Journey and Heart and, you know what I'm saying? Fog Hat and. Uh, Thin Lizzy and I could go on and on but uh, he bought the first Van Halen album and he bought Kiss Alive too. of course I like the Kiss Alive too because it was I'd never heard anything like that and I'd never seen anything like mm -hmm. that but you know I remember him putting uh, he had the 1970s the real big headphones you know <laughs> yeah um, like this yeah, yeah 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 they were freaking huge I was a little kid so they were like out to here but that's popular again today uh, that's popular again today Right. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, you know, I think Eruption was playing. And he put those headphones on my ears. And it just, it blew my freaking mind. You know what I mean? It just blew my mind. And I listened to it over and over and over and over. Then I heard the opening riff to, uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I heard that, man. I was just like, oh my God, that's the, you know, that's a sick ass riff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was right then. It was instantaneous. You know, uh, it, it was it was instantaneous right there. I wanted to play guitar, you know. But being from a very religious, you know, background with my grandmother and everything, I remember, you know, uh, the Kiss Alive 2 came with some tattoos in it. Yeah. And I had the Gene Simmons tattoo on my arm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And she made me wash it off before I went to church. You know, that's the devil's music. You know? Of course, yeah. But, uh, there'd be some resistance with kids but, uh, for sure. So, so then, as I got older, I, I didn't, I didn't really get to play guitar until I was probably about, you know, really start taking it serious till I was like 17. I was in high school, and I kept in rotation on the school bus in high school. I had, um, let's see, "Back for the Attack" by Dawkins. Nice. Edge of Insanity. I mean, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Maximum Security by Tony McAlpine. Nice. The Van Halen one, you know, cassette tape. Yeah. And uh, the Yngwie Malmsteen Odyssey album. So that's what I listened to all throughout high school. Now, my uncle flew me out to Spokane, Washington, um, the summer of uh, the summer of '88, and that was during the Monsters of Rock tour. Mm -hmm. Saw that. I saw that tour. This was the first concert I ever went to in my life. Never did the first, you know. I mean, you know, I kind of, you know, my uncle rented me a guitar that summer. He rented me a Kramer Striker 100 ST and a Rockman Soloist. Perfect. I really didn't know how to play it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I was just making up stuff. But, uh, you know, he took me to that concert and I saw George Lynch and I saw Eddie. You know what I mean? And of course, I mean, 
I saw the Scorpions too, which was fabulous. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It was it was it was a great production. You know what I mean? But you know, after seeing Eddie, you know what I mean. I, I remember watching Live Without a Net be the night before the concert. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. just you know, I've just always been uh, I've always been a fan. You know what I mean? I think I, I heard uh, I heard Women and Children first before I heard Van Halen too. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so more so for me, Van Halen one, the first album, and Women and Children first were really influential. Um, but then after that concert, I had to fly back to Virginia because that's where I was. Uh, that's where I was living at the time. And uh, I asked my uncle. I said, "Can I, you know, can I keep this Kramer guitar and this Rockman or whatever?" He's like, "Yeah, nice. I'll go ahead and buy it for you." Nice. And when I went home, man, my friends did not see me. I stayed in my room and I played and I played. I didn't know how to read music. I didn't, you know what I mean? I would just listen to cassettes and try to pick up, you know, what I was hearing. And, you know, just like I do now, mm -hmm. same thing. You know, I hear certain things and, and I'm playing what I think I hear. Not so much that it's the correct way to play it, you know, but I'm, I'm playing what I think I'm hearing, like on a CD or, or what have you now. So... Those are kind of like my beginnings as far as, you know, playing, man. It was just, you know, like I said, that first Van Halen album was, you know, it's still, I still listen to it today, you know, and it still sounds the freaking same. Timeless. It hasn't lost Timeless. any of its luster. That's you right. You know what I mean? So, so Several things that you said there, I really like. Number one, you say uh, earlier in the program, you said, you know, you come from a poor town, the town's a poor town, um, and you come back to the town with some nice toys that, you know, thanks to your uncle, got a guitar, got a, you know, right. the Rockman, a processor. And, you know, for parents that are worried about their kids getting into trouble, um, you know, on the streets, you know, it's a little, it's, it's slightly different today than it was, you know, when you and I were kids, but it's still, right. there's trouble out there that people can get into if they're idle hands, right? Absolutely. So parents invest in the in your children's future as far as music. Like obviously, focus on schooling as a you know first and foremost. Because right. I mean, just like a sport, you might make it into NFL, you might make it to NHL, and you break a knee or break a leg, or and you're out, and then you got no education to fall on. You're done. Same thing with music. Right. You might make it tomorrow. It's that the odds today are much uh, higher or le much less that you're ever going to make it. Absolutely. However, but. You could make it, but always make sure there's an education, um, you know, a, a foundation to fall back on. Like some of these rockers, look at, a, uh, you know, we were joking about this in some of the shows. Some of the, some of these guitar shredders are actually lawyers and things like that. So if the right. band falls apart, there's um, there's something to fall back on. But I really like the fact that, you know, one, you come back home and, and unfortunately it uh, you, your social life takes a backseat because you don't get to have all the friends and stuff like that because you're and Eddie was the same thing and as a kid you know right. um, and especially a teen you know the friends would be calling him hey Eddie want to go out and, and go on the party town or whatever no 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 I'm, I'm here practicing the guitar right and you know that's what happens if you want to be good at what you uh you're, you pursue there are some sacrifices absolutely yeah and, and that was and, and that was one thing I never had to worry about you know my mom you know she never once, never came in my room and said, turn that down. It's late at night. Wow. Not one time. She was just so happy because I was never a good student. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be up front. You yeah. know, I wasn't that good student that made good grades and no. things of that nature. So my mom was just happy that I found something, you know what I'm saying, that I was interested in and that, you know, I wasn't going to just leave by the wayside. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. you know, and, and then it got to the point where I had friends would come over and stay all night and bring their guitar and bring their amp. And we'd sit in our sit back in my room and play, 
And she never complained one time. She never ever said, turn that down. It's two or three o'clock in the morning. It was never like that. I love that. You know what I mean? So that, that even more, that pushed me even more to want to, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, she started going to, uh, and this is where this comes in. She started going to the music stores with me. I actually used to go to a uh, music store called music city. It was in Woodbridge, Virginia. Okay. It was on route one. And, uh, there was a bass player. His name was Dave Krieger. He's, a uh, he he played with uh, the Michael Fath band. I don't know if you're familiar with Michael Fath. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. But, but Michael Fath was like a, he was a shredder around the D.C. area, okay. Maryland and Virginia, and uh, he was pretty you know he was pretty well known back you know in the time. But you know Dave Krieger, he played bass. He he ended up going to play with Foghat. Oh wow! But but a lot of these guys and like Mike Himmel, Mike Himmel gave lessons at this store, and that's how I met Mike Himmel. This is back in you know. This is back in 89 or so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Mike Himmel was the first guy I ever saw, um, you know, play all that Van Halen and Dawkins, And he was hitting it note for note. And this is, you know, this is back then. Yeah, when it's he basically was just, being released. Right. He yeah. was just freaking ridiculous with it. You know what I mean? He was the first guy I saw that could play all that stuff. And I was like, Mom, I want to take lessons from this guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, there was a couple of times I didn't have money for lessons, man. Mike would be like, man, don't worry about it. He was like, man, you got something, you know, he told me then, he's like, you have something that all these kids do not have. You already have it. You know what I'm saying? You just have to, you know, you got to sit down and and, and, and and basically, you know, you got to practice stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it, it, but as far as talent, he was already like, you know, he would tell people, you know, Warren's playing stuff that I know guys have been playing 20 years. They can't play the stuff that he's playing. He's only been playing a year. Yeah, and he probably saw you know the passion I mean? that you had as well. He recognized that passion. Passion uh, can you either have it or you don't. You can't right. learn passion. You have to be. You you have to have that from the get go. So passion, and then of course the talent that you had. The two and two go hand to hand, and look look where that brought you. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, but yeah, man, I was just always there was something about me being around talent all the time, and you know that helps too. It helps being around players. That that that'll blow you out of the water, man. You have because to. that gives you some that gives you some aspirations to you know what I'm saying. Want to mm-hmm. be, you know, you, you know, on that pedestal as well. Yes. you know what I mean. So I was always around good players, and and like around here, around uh, you know Pittsburgh and and things like that. There's a player named Jim Dofka. You know what I mean. I've known him for over 20 years. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, when I first saw him play, man, there was just something about this this kid, man. He's just freaking awesome. You know what I mean? And, I, you know, we still keep in touch today, you know. And I don't know if you've ever seen the Mad Drummer. No. But but the Mad Drummer, he's, you know, he's from this area, too. But he played in the band with this guy. Oh, wow. So these guys were, like, they were awesome back in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, there just wasn't any YouTube or Facebook. Yeah, you, you had to make <laughs> you them know famous, what I mean? yeah. So, but, yeah, man, there's, 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 uh, I, I just always try to go around talent. Mm-hmm. To and even now, you know, I look at some of these kids. I'm inspired by you know some of the younger generation. Oh, I guarantee you on that. You know, I mean, because there, there's some of these kids that, you know, there's some of the kids that you know are, you know, they're sitting on YouTube and they're watching stuff, and then there's some that actually, you know, have the talent. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I can separate the two. Oh, of I course. Can hear it. Yep. You know, and uh, there, there, there's a few out there, man, that are just, you know, they're they're killing it. I know. And I tell them. You know, I'm inspired by what you do. Yep. You know, I'm I'm never that great or never on, on top that much. That, no. 
I can't give out credit where credit is due, man. You know, if something moves me, I'm going to let you know it moves me. Just because you're their senior, because you're older than them, you've been playing decades longer than they have, um, does not mean that you can't be inspired. We are inspired by all different, uh, everybody, people that are older than us, people that are younger than us. But one one thing I want to say, I I just mad respect to your mom. Um, I mean, that's awesome. And I'll just share a personal small story. uh, And I I think our moms would have loved each other. Same idea too. I was when I was first starting. I was making some. You know what it's like when you're first starting guitar, and you really don't know any notes. You don't know notes at all. You're just making noise. You got distortion. You right. make noise, and my it would be the most horrendous sound. Like if I actually heard it right now, if I heard Junior playing that, the noise I was making, I would probably almost right. like have a vein pop out of my forehead. It was that bad. Um, but my mom would be washing dishes in the kitchen. It was almost like it was a music box or a lullaby for her. She just absolutely loved it. And right. there again too, never complained. So right. I mean. You know, people listening to this can call you and I mama's boys if they want. Bring it on. I don't care. If it wasn't for our moms, we would not be talking here today about how much we love guitar and the instrument. So that's number one. So mad respect to your mom. Um, And is your mom still with us? No, she passed uh, 1990. 1990. Very sorry to hear that. We're going to talk about some other family members uh, that you've lost too later on in the program. So very sorry that you lost her. And how about your dad? Do you have your dad or no? No, he passed when I was 14. Oh, dude, man. Yeah. He was he was a musical genius, man. Really? I mean, I've, I've posted some pictures on Facebook of uh he had a uh he had a drum and bugle corps when I was like 6 years old. Nice. So at 6 years old I was playing the bugle and marching in parades and you know what I mean? It was just it's just the music's always been there inside of me, man. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Deep in the roots so of your family. This is a, this is a testament to to both my parents and my and my brother. You know what I mean? He was a musician. He was a drummer. He recorded he recorded an album when he was like twelve on the drums. He was just freaking ridiculous, you know. So, but this is this is all, hey man. Like I said before, you know, you, you go through some things that make you a stronger person. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'd be the player that I am right now if I would not have went through those things. Yeah, loss. There's some so, losses that that kind of shape you as a man, um, absolutely. In, in your life, and you either you either you become comatose uh, or you're dead yourself. Or right. you you learn to um, rebound from that, and because your your mom or your dad or your brother in this case would not want you sitting around um, mourning their loss for the rest of your life in depression, they would want to see you carry on what you know they encourage you to do. And uh, you know if there's if there's the afterlife and heaven above and all that kind of stuff, whatever you believe in, you know right. I think there's some smiles coming back down on on you from from yep. your family. That's for sure, man. That's for sure. And then you know I I think about. Uh, I think about my brother, man, because he uh, he went to my first show, you know, and uh, I remember him, you know, sitting through the whole show. <laughs> and he's just standing out there and he's just looking and, you know, the show's over and he's helping me carry my equipment to my car. And he's like, he turns and looks at me and he says, he's like, man, I had no idea you could play that guitar like that. He's like, I thought you was back in that room making noise all them years. <laughs> because the, the first band I, I was in, I wrote all the music. I was like, you know, the guitar is pretty vocal as far as, you yeah. know, how stuff is going to go. So, sure. you know, I had some riffs that I had been playing and I threw some, you know, I didn't throw it together. But, yeah. you know, it was a work in progress, you know, as far as, you know, writing songs and putting them together. And, you know, it just happened to come out, you know, and he like I said, he saw it and heard it. And he was just like, and that was, that was a, you know, that was a big, uh, that was a big pat on the back for me. You know what I'm saying? Cause I thought he, you know, he's a bigger brother and you know, the whole bigger brother thing, that, that's, sure. that's hard to get that respect from your big brother. You I know, know you're I mean? in the so, shadows all the time. 
so that was uh that that was probably a, a big moment in my life as far as me playing you know it was just uh it was crazy I was going to ask if it was an older brother or a younger brother. It doesn't really matter, but I, I, right. I do get it. I do get it for, from an older brother. You know, you get respect from, from big brother where you're always trying to be, hey, he's a su- successful football player or he's the, the, you know, he's good with the ladies. He's got all the girlfriends or whatever. But right, so right. You, you won his, uh, his like, wow, man, my little brother really rocks. So I, I can imagine right. that moment was pretty surreal for you. And you probably locked that one away for many years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what, you know, like I said, there's certain things that, that push you and keep you going. You know what yeah. I mean? So that, that was one of those moments. I, I love um, that. Go ahead. I, no, I love that. That's fantastic. And and I see it here at home as well, too. You you kind of watch my life. I watch your life. I mean, think, you know, that's what Facebook right. is, right? We get to snoop on everyone's lives, what they have for dinner. Right, right, right. And Junior with me here as well, too. I, I haven't really give him, given him much instruction. Um, right. I, I look at, I always encourage people that have musical kids or sports kids. If you're mm-hmm. if you're into sports, have, have someone else teach them the sports. Give them some guidance, but have someone else teach them. Because I don't think we give our our students the best training if we're, you know, we're their parents. I, that's what I feel. I think someone else right. should always do it. Uh, we're either too hard on them or too soft on them. And I haven't really given Junior much musical instruction, but mm-hmm. he scares the living crap out of me what he does. Mm-hmm. Like he's, right. he, he, he uh, put something on YouTube last night. We're in here after, you know, we're jamming in here in the studio. He put something on YouTube. He finds the notes. He, he's, his ear is impeccable. Right. Uh, you know, I'm like, holy cow, mm-hmm. kid. Uh, I am just so blessed to watch you make music. Um, you know, that's a, that's a story for another show, but I'm, I'm just so blessed and I'm going to encourage it. And, but, and he told me one day, um, this is something that made me feel kind of cool as a dad, uh, and maybe not necessarily the, the best dad when it comes to getting homework done and things like that. Homework's important, Mm -hmm. but he says, you know what I really like about your dad? We're coming home from school. He says, you know, I know I got homework, but I'll always ask you, can I play my guitar or my bass or my keyboards, whatever for a little bit? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead and do that now, but make sure you get your homework done tonight. And he, he's, he's thrilled that he gets to do that, you know? Right. Yeah, no doubt. I have a my son. He plays. He's uh, geez, Junior is twenty. Jeez, he's he's twenty five now. And that's Junior. <laughs> yeah, that's Junior. Wow. Junior is uh, he he's a he's a good player. Yep. You know, he does. You know, you can tell when uh, he he likes it. You know, mm-hmm. and he can do it. But you can tell when your kids don't have, you know the the love and determination that you had right? whenever you were a kid. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, like for Junior, I, you know, I show him stuff. And, mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it's totally up to you how much you practice it if you really want to learn it. That's right. You know what I mean? I, I'm not hard on him. I let him do it at his own pace. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, I try to, I, I encourage him and I let him know, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not shy about it. You know, if you want to learn this stuff, you got to practice. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you know, because when I was doing it, nobody had to tell me. Yeah. You know, you know, it was just like, I'm going to get this right here because I, I, you know, I like this song. Just like Ain't Talk About Love was a song I always wanted to learn. I always wanted to learn how to play that. I thought, you know, I still think that's the coolest riff that was ever made. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, and I, I really worked hard. And, and, you know, there were certain people that tried to show me. But, you know, I, I learned probably like three different ways to play that song. Of course, we all of do. It was so hard that the ways that people were showing me and it wasn't until I got older to where I kind of understood chord structure a little bit. I'm like, Hey, wait a minute, I can play this up here and don't have to be jumping all up in here and down here and up here and down here. You know what I mean? So that's what I tell junior. If you're jumping all the time, chances are you're doing it wrong. You, you probably exactly. Yep. Just like with the, uh, I, I I was messing with the fifth caprice, uh, here the last couple months. Mm -hmm. 
And, and once again, I, I, I've learned it a couple of different ways. And to where I got the point to where I was like, hold on. There has to be an easier way to where I don't have to move so much. Yep. And, it, and it's not laziness. So, it's not laziness. It's 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 science. It's like or what's absolutely. the word? Yeah. It's like okay. It's unorthodox. If you're going like this to here to here to here, it's unorthodox. Yeah, exactly. Now that may happen like in an in an Ingve mom mom scene thing or something. But for the most part, uh, you got to think logistics. And I've seen the guys right. too doing a talk about love almost doing it like an A minor. Uh, 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 Arpeggio. Yeah, like uh, Andy Summers. Uh, yeah, in, like like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, like cool, that. but. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, that sounds know, cool, though. Just, some people do. That's where I kind of learned it first, and then I got the. And see how cool I mean? that sounds. So, huh? And see how cool that sounds right there. That's the yeah, right exactly. way to do it, right? It sounds just like the album. That's right. And I was always one of those people. I was just like, that has to sound like you know, just like if I'm doing like, uh, like I was messing with uh, what was I messing with the other day that. Uh, What's that Dawkins song? Uh, the Hunter. Okay. Okay. I'm messing with that the other day, and I'm just like, and I was watching somebody do an instructional video. I was like, no, it don't sound like that. I know. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm I'm, I'm thinking more of of all the uh, like a. But you know what I mean? I'm thinking yeah. of the way George talks. Yes. You know, you know how he speaks or, you the know, all that and, bending and slurring and, you know, that's how I hear things. And, I, you know, I hear people play stuff and they, they'll like skip over the, the phrasing portions. I'm just like, no, mm -hmm. you can't forget that. That's the language. I know. That's what moves people. That's right. You know? The, so, uh, so yeah, man, it's, 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 it's crazy. The funny it's thing crazy is. stuff. With all the stuff that you're learning, and we all learn as musicians, and whether we're beginners or intermediate or advanced professionals, the, the great thing is with YouTube, we can take lessons from people and we can watch what they're right. doing. But the bad thing is, is now we get 50,000 versions. And right. to be honest with you, I, I, and I don't mean to sound, uh, this isn't negative, but there's no one that does everything exactly right other than the artist who does it. And even that Absolutely. artist that does it right... Eddie Van Halen's, the George Lynch's, the you know the right. invades of that. Right. Even they've kind of forgot some of their passages and and their embellishments and all that kind of stuff. So even they don't do it right. But you know you can. It's like you know Tabature. God forbid you look up Tabature online. Yeah, it's like yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> whoa! Yeah, exactly. Did you hear the song? Actually, did you actually hear the song? Right. Right. Exactly. Because this tab don't go nothing like the song goes. No. I'm just saying. It, it no. This does not fit. Have you watched that it's one guy on YouTube? Uh, Junior and I like him a lot. Stevie T. He's a Canadian guy. Um, I don't think so. He does get all the funny faces and stuff. He plays all the Kiesel guitars and stuff like that. And he did a oh, okay. he, he did a review one time of um, Bad Tablature on the internet. And mm -hmm. I think it was Queen, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and a couple others, whatever. And so he was playing it. And then, so he'd play the tab, and then he'd play the guitar part. And it was so horrific. It's like, I think he said right. something along the lines of, when you tabbed us, did you listen to the song? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right, exactly. It was I horrible. Think, I think Blues was talking about that last week. About, yes. Uh, you know, he was talking about how, you know, these guitar players wrote stuff and they, it wasn't going exactly how they wanted it to. Mm -hmm. But they just kind of was like, OK, we're just going to leave it, you know. But I'm pretty sure they didn't play what they really, you know, they didn't say what they really had to say, basically. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, and he was saying how, you know, everybody's playing stuff, you know, basically wrong. I know. You know, but like I said earlier, I'm playing what I think I hear. Yep. 
You know what I'm saying? And how do you measure and, that as and, a perfect and, skill? And, and I emphasize the word think. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yep, I do hundred percent. So so I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big you know go by the book and 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 I had three years of uh, classical guitar at West Virginia University. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you right now that was the most boring shit I probably ever did in my life. Excuse my French. No, I bet it was. I bet it was. I, I was I'm serious, man. It was just like, you know, go in here, uh, you know, go in here for your lesson for an hour. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you this big piece to learn. Okay. And then you learn this piece and you come back and play it. I mean, it was just so unemotional. No inspiration. No, it's kind of like, uh, I talk about this too. It's kind of like you're a painter. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know, you paint a picture and you say, Hey, Warren, I want you to add, paint inside this line right here. Okay. But you can't go outside this line or you can't paint nothing you want to. Uh-huh. You got to paint exactly what I tell you. You can't use any of your outside influence on this whatsoever. So that was, that was pretty much the whole classical guitar thing. Um, as far as being in school. And I, I think the hardest part of, uh, playing, you, you know, going to school for music is, uh, uh, number one, I would have to say the theory was just, it, it just wasn't sinking in, man. Mm-hmm. I, but I found myself once I learned to read. Um, once I learned to read, I found myself playing this stuff, and I'm like, man, I've been playing this for the past five years, but didn't know the literary term for it. Right. You know what I mean? So I'd be playing a lot of the minor stuff, and I'd be like, and, and I would really struggle with it as far as sight reading. Mm-hmm. But once I actually got it, you know what I'm saying, and I'd play it, and then I play it again, I'd be like, man. I've been playing this for the last 10 years. Yeah. You know, and so so that was frustrating. You know, so finally I got to the point and I was just like, you know, this this isn't really making any difference of, you know, who, who I am as a player. Sure, of course. Which, which of course, me being young and, you know, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to be like Yngwie Malmsteen if I go to school and learn classical and right. blah, blah, blah. And it, it, it just didn't work that way, man. I was just like, you know what? Just forget it. I'm just keep doing what I'm doing. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, whatever comes out of it, comes out of it. Don't fix know? what's not broke. And, I, and I've said that on the show just even recently, the last couple of nights, the way I try to make it simple for people that, you know, they're just maybe discovering music and getting into it. You know, theory can be like a roadmap. And here again, too, this, you, uh, for people, the younger generation, they don't even know what a physical roadmap is. Like you and I grew up right. with, you know, folding out in our parents' car 10 feet wide and how to get from right. here to here. Now, sure, we follow from point A to point B on that roadmap. We'll get there. But what it's kind of fun once in a while, once you've done that trip from A to B a million times, let's take some of the back roads and some of the little side right. streets. And, and, and I, see where and, we end up. Yeah, apply that with music. Yeah. And it's like, where can we go if we just tried maybe this note that says it's the wrong note? Don't play this note. Don't push that mm-hmm. big red button, right? And right. look what happens sometimes. Some of the, the wrong notes or the things people tell you not to do on the instrument can be some of the most beautiful things. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I've made a lot of mistakes that I'm like, man, I'm keeping that. Yeah. You know, or I'll take something like, uh, you know, Eddie has this lick that's something like. Uh, okay. Yep. Eddie has a lick like that. Yep. I actually took that and used it and just let it. I like that. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I take little stuff like that and I can use it in a different way. Even though I did, you know, I stole it from Eddie, but. Sure. But still, but it doesn't necessarily sound like it. And it's funny when you do that because that almost has a flavor. And I know Eddie and George, uh, George Lynch were on the same 
path, right. uh, neck and neck, right. you know, uh, especially back in that day. And right. that even has a bit of George uh, flavor to it. I, I hear that in that right there, too. Obviously, it's been an influence on you, too. But I can hear that, too. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, man, he, he, I think uh, Eddie's always, I've just always really, really respected Eddie and put him on a pedestal. You know what I mean? I know. I know. I've never really learned a whole bunch of uh, his technique. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I, you know, uh, George was on something just totally different than everybody else out of that era. You know what I mean? So I think that's what kind of drew me towards that. Mm -hmm. I always said I wanted to be like, you know, uh, George Lynch, Tony McAlpine, and Ingve Malmsteen kind of thrown in the in a mix into a bunch. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but like I said, I remember getting uh, remember the circus magazines. Do you remember? Oh yeah, those? Hit Parader, Circus, Cream, all that I stuff. I remember getting like the circus magazines when I was a teenager. Yep. And I would rip out all the uh, Van Halen pictures. This was probably during the US Festival. Sure. A lot of the pictures. And man, I had like Van Halen all on my wall. I, I would go to like the record stores when they had the posters. I had like the Van Halen too with the, he had the uh, Bumblebee guitar. You know what I mean? I was just a fan, you know? And I remember my mom, I, she bought me a boom box for Christmas. And this was in 1984. Mm -hmm. So she bought me the first Van Halen cassette. I've had that thing like a hundred times, but uh, <laughs> because, it's, you know, she bought me that. She bought me Journey Frontiers. And then the day that 1984 came out, she came home from work. She said, I got you something. Oh, boy. And, you know, she handed me this little bag, you know. Yeah. And it was 1984. You know what I'm saying? And I listened to that thing, man. I was just like, this is the baddest shit I've ever heard about. You know what I mean? I know. I was just, you know, she, she bought me 1984 and I think, a, you know, a pack of gummy bears or something. <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? And, you know, I was the only, you know, little black kid. And, you know, this is in Alexandria, Virginia, because we moved from small town, West Virginia mm -hmm. to Virginia. And uh, we lived in Alexandria and it was predominantly, you know, black neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But I was the only little black kid with a boom box, you know, uh, um, you know, blasting Van Halen. Yeah. You know, everybody else was at the time was listening to Run DMC and, and, Fat boys. They're like, what's this kid all doing? The, all what's the this rap kid stuff doing? back then. And, and, you know, I got made fun of. And, you know, when I was by myself outside, I, you know, break a stick off a tree and acted like it was a guitar. And I do the Van Halen <laughs> guitar jump thing. <laughs> yeah. and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I cut my jeans up, you know, because Eddie had the jeans with the patches. Sure. During the 1984 and all that. So, yeah, man, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was just totally into the, the whole Van Halen. I still am. You know I mean? I'm, you know, like I said, he's, uh, yeah, he, he's freaking phenomenal, man. I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> well, you know what I admire about you? What I admire about you is you could have been a follower or you could have been uh, a leader creating your own path, and that's what you did. You could have been listening to the Run DMC, which is great music. No, There's no denying right, that. Right. But you know what? You didn't go with the flow. It's like, I don't right. care. This, is just, this, this isn't anything different to me. This is just what I like, and right, here's, exactly. here's what I'm going with. And probably people hated you for that because you're different. Uh, you're right. you're that kid playing. Why is that kid listening to Van Halen? You know, right. this, you should be listening to disco or rap or right, whatever right. Exactly. stereotype you. But, uh, and that's ridiculous. So kudos to you on that one. Uh, phenomenal. Yeah, I, and, I, and and to make it so bad, man. I still get that on Facebook sometimes. Oh yeah. And you get you get some of these dudes, man. You know, what's a black dude doing playing metal or playing rock or playing this or playing that? Yep. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, you know, I always take it back to this. Whenever I was a kid, and my uncle put that Van Halen on my. You know, he had those big headphones. Mm -hmm. I didn't see what color they were. That's right. 
That's right. You know what I'm saying? I, I like the music. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, you still have people that can't separate from that. Oh, you know I know. What I'm saying? I know. And it's just like, man, you know, you're totally missing you're missing the big picture here. I saw that comment on your, on your Facebook, and I, I forget who said it. I don't know if it was your, your reply or someone had commented back. And here again, like I was telling you off the air, I can't retell jokes, and I also can't retell stories very well. Right. But someone right. had said, someone had said, probably one of your friends, you know, music doesn't know colors, only people know colors, something like, is that what it was? Right, 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 yeah. right. But that's the truth, man. It's just like, come on, guys. You know, this is uh, it's, this is all about vibrations, man. Mm-hmm. That's all it's about. It ain't about nothing else but that. Yeah. And it's about those vibrations that make you feel good or vibrations that make you think above you're nine to five every day or what you think you were put here to do. That's right. You weren't put here to do that. You were put here to put, you were put here to do something above and beyond what society says. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think if a lot more people would tap into that, then this place, you know, this world would be a lot better place. You know, what I think it is, what it comes down to as well too, is whether you're a musician, a politician, a sports hero, okay. So maybe, uh, and you're looking up to someone and I admire a, an athlete and he's a black athlete, and he can play basketball better than I can, then I hate him because he's better than me. Or if I, I this guitar player can shred better than me and I'm intimidated by it. I, I like right. to be that I told you this too. This was a comment on your reply as well too. And a lot of people don't know this. Uh, you know, I don't mind sharing personal things. Sure. Um, but I like to be that fly in the wall when someone wants to try and be, uh, try, try to play the race card or try to, you know, sh- shut you down for race. And I just sit there and, and, you know, whatever people like people think I'm Mr. Mr. White, whitest man of Canada. Meanwhile, right. half my family is black. Uh, right. my, my stepdaughters are black, um, gotcha. half black. And so I, when the, when a comment comes out, what's racial, I'm like, Hmm, by the way, here, have a, have a look at my daughter. Right. Right. Exactly. And I'll say, right. and then you want to see a white person go whiter? You, you, that, right, yeah, no it's doubt. freaking hilarious exactly. so bottom line whether you're hispanic black white uh half this half that it's not about right. the color it's about what you your vocabulary and how you speak not 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 always musician not always music how you speak as your your craft whatever that may be absolutely yeah and, and absolutely man and that's and that's the most important thing man it, you know there, there's still a lot of people that need to get that man mm-hmm. that was very well said yeah but and, it's, it, it's the truth man it's yep. just like come on guys you know, I mean, I mean, there's certain powers that be that hate us all. Oh, of course. <laughs> and, of and at co- some point, you know, we're going to have to take up and, you know, stand together. Now, we're going to stand together or we're going to fight over uh, our differences. You know That's right. I mean? That's so, right. And so I just. Yeah. But with politics, we won't go into politics. But the thing is, you know, when the world comes uh, to, uh, you know, it's it's uh, whatever may, you know, like you say, if it comes down to the, the bottom line and we all have to survive somehow. OK. Right. Well, let's let's team up. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's jump over yeah. to the chat for a sec. We've got a whole whack of great people sure, in the chat, sure, and we'll sure. come back to some questions. We've got a lot of your friends in here and some of our regulars here as well, too. A phenomenal lineup in the chat tonight. So we've got Quentin James jumping in saying, hey, uh, Liza Morris is here. Scott MacArthur. Uh, Curtis Murata is here. Uh, happy Aloha Friday, everyone. Uh, Quentin James saying, Warren. Uh, hi, Warren and Eric from Liza. <laughs> Greg Mara, we were talking about him mm-hmm. um, yep. off the air. Good things about you, of course. Uh, Warren and Eric, and really cool, Greg. Congratulations on the uh, Sully guitars that you're working with there. Yeah, very, no very doubt. nice guitars. Uh, very, very, uh, very proud of you, man. That's awesome. I, it's no surprise that you're doing what you do. Um, yeah, no doubt. Steve Mazanko, if I'm, if I'm, is, that might be one of your friends, Mazanko. I can't pronounce that properly. M I C Z A N K O. Uh, Mazanko says, "What's up, Warren?" Uh, Eric Gruber is here. Hello to the both of you, Thomas Santiago. Uh, hello, Eric and Warren. Everyone in the chat. Constance is here saying, "Hey, this is uh, Constance's husband, Dave." 
Uh, hey, Warren, we're in uh, Follinsby, West Virginia. Is that, am I saying that right? Follinsby? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's right. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So kind of somewhat neighbors. Um, and yeah, Liza was saying lucky fans to say Monsters of Rock. I always get challenged. I challenge myself with the Monsters of Rock. I saw them at the Pontiac Silverdome in Detroit, and I want to just try for a second to recall sure. the lineup. Now, obviously, Scorpions, Van Halen. So, um, uh, Scorpions, Van Halen, Kingdom Come, Dokken, and High Holy Days. Is that? No, no, no. Hang on. Was that right? Metallica. Metal- Metallica. Well, High Holy Days was a band in Canada. They played in Canada. Metallica. I'm so right. embarrassed. I did, forgot Metallica. Yeah, that little band called Metallica. I forgot about those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. a little band, yeah. right? Yeah, just those guys. All right. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, I remember uh, that That was like, my uncle even gave me a, uh, he didn't give it to me, but I'm sure he's going to give it to me at some point. He had that Van Halen necklace. Remember that necklace? Oh, Andy of course. Oh, yeah. I think he got that from the Us Festival. I mean, not the Us Festival, but I think he saw them in 83 or so. Um, and he had that necklace. So I put that necklace on and went to the concert and it was just like, you know, and when I saw George Lynch at NAMM, I said, I said, I remember seeing you the first time play at the Monsters of Rock in Spokane, and he's like, "That's my hometown." I was like, "No, I know way. that's your hometown." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. he was, he was, he was, uh, he was a nice dude, man. He's, you know what I'm saying? He was laid back. He was cool, and, and also, uh, I met uh, Michael Sweet too. Oh yeah, he's a great guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was cool. But yep. uh, but yeah, man, it's nice to go there, and you know, sometimes I. Uh, I think to myself, you know, I I go around some of these people and I'm like, man, what? Or just like the amp show mm-hmm. when I was playing with uh, Greg Mara and Larry Mitchell and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Alan Hines and, you know, all these guys, man. And, you know, we take a picture for the amp show and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what the hell am I doing here with these guys? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it, it, you know, sometimes I have to take my, you know, I, I have to really sit back and think about that because, you know, a lot of these guys, they've recorded, they've been in the business for years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And here I am. I'm just a guy to, you know, start making videos on freaking Facebook. But, <laughs> but you know what? The, huh. Those guys, they, whether they say it verbally or not, uh, they're eventually saying, what the heck am I doing here with Warren Hughes? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they say it. it that way. You, you know, but, seriously, uh, you, you are in a respect. Greg, uh, Greg Maris, you know, he's he's from Pittsburgh. So whenever we talked, you know, we talked about a lot of the same people that we knew, mm-hmm. which was very refreshing to be way out there in California. And I had no idea he was from the Pittsburgh area. So, you know, we you know, we probably went to a lot of the same shows together. We didn't sure. know each other. No. Nope. You know what I'm saying? So it, it that, that was refreshing. And. Of course, you know, his playing is off the chain. I, you know, I just, just like... It's stupid man, good. this dude is freaking crazy. Man. I know, you know it's good. <laughs> just, just, just... I mean, he's 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 just on a... I don't know, man. Just, just a different level. He's different than I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you know how you always hear other players play things and you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you just automatically... You know, you you're, something catches your ear and you're just like, wow. And, and the first thing I always think is, I can't do that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Not that they're playing anything super difficult, but it's just the way they do your, it. Uh, yep. It's out of what you do personally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So in in the last ten years, I've been I've been able to adapt myself to instead of getting frustrated by hearing someone like you play or Greg or any of these guys that you mentioned, you know, you could be really frustrated and say, "I'm done. I'm I'm going to sell my guitar and I'm going right, to go right. drive a cab." I may never be able to play like you guys, uh, but 
I'm inspired by it. You have to find that thing as as a as a person to how do I turn it off? Where's my filter to to balance between I'm frustrated and I hate you, or like right. thank you for the inspiration that you're giving me. Right. And I think that's what I've right. adapted myself. I'm like, okay, I can now be inspired by you guys. I'm still never going to play like you, but thank you for what you're giving us. Right, right. There are, I mean, it, there has to be this like mutual respect, man. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if there's not that mutual respect, then you might as well forget it. Yeah. Because you're always going to think. This person here has their nose up in the air or, or, or yeah. what have you. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I always, you know what I mean? I try to find a mutual, just like on Facebook, if, you know, you see a lot of people speaking about political things, and you may not necessarily agree with that, mm-hmm. or I may say something political, and you might not necessarily agree with it, but I always say this. We are friends because we have something in common. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I always break the ice with that whole, you know. Yeah, of course. It's just like, you know, we had something in common before, you know, I actually knew what you thought. Yes. So so, so let's keep it on the, yep. we got something in common. You know what yeah. I mean? If so, something is said is really bad, like I I, I have some friends that are, that are go really crazy either way, left or right with po- political mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. and sometimes religion. And honestly, right. I don't care who who you believe in for your political leader. Right. I don't care who you pray to to, to at night to to save you and bless you and things like that. I don't. Right, I, right. I really don't care. Um, right. It, but and I'm I don't usually share too much that way. But if I say something, don't hate me for it. And I'm certainly not going to hate you for it. I might say, "Ooh, okay, I'm going to stay away from that one." But you're my friend. I'm just I'm not going right. to I'm not going to get involved in that one. And I scroll right, exactly. on down. You know. So that's the way you said it was beautiful. The fact that we were friends before this. And just right. because we may say something here, I mean, if it was hate speech, well, then that's that deserves right. to be uh, unfriended. But yeah, right, not, right, if it's exactly. not hate speech uh, or racial racial things, which is hate speech, um, right. you know, right. then then it's it can be accepted. So that it's a it's a really different place for that. And as long as we can all put you know check our coats at the door, I think we're going to be in a better place. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but. Uh... Yeah. Okay, now back to the music. Yeah, let, all right, that's perfect. And I'm going to come back to the chat here in a little bit as well, too. We okay, got, go we, ahead. Actually, just, just a couple more, because we've got some good people here as well, too. Uh, Don Shepard says, uh, good day, this is going to be fun tonight. Warren, love your music. That's from Don. That's awesome. Thanks, Don. Thank you. I appreciate it. Speaking of great talent, Craig Rendles says, hey, uh, yeah, hey Warren, Craig. good to see you on the show. And Craig's cool. He is. And you know what? I I took one for the team. He was here. He was supposed to be scheduled uh, on Friday of Nam, the twenty whatever that would be, the twenty fifth, twenty sixth, whatever. And right. and I and I said, look, you know what? I know you want to be on the show. I want to be. I want you on the show. I love you on the show. I said, go have some fun at Nam. You know what it's like the Nam after parties and all that kind right, of stuff. Right, I said, right. Let's get you back yeah. on. So Craig, we'll get you back on right away. Uh, whatever works for your schedule. You message me. Um, I wanted him to go have some fun. Isn't you know? So right. there we go. Okay. Uh, let me see. Ren Benton says, my dude. Uh, that Renee, Renee Benton, that must be one of your friends. Yeah, yeah, I know Renee. He's he's cool. Nice. Uh, let me see here. Eric Gruber says music keeps us all out of trouble. Of course, maybe puts us in debt due to gas. Yeah, music can keep us out of trouble sometimes, but gear acquisition can be uh, something that will set us in some financial problems. Right. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Eric Gruber, yeah. toys, bright shiny toys. Chris Kerr says, "Hey, all." Don Shepard says, "Hey." Um, okay, so Renee Benton, your friend there, says Michael Faith or Fath. I remember him. Craig Rendell's agree. Mm-hmm. Passion is a driving force of success and everything. Uh, so crazy, uh, so crazy how many of us guitar players had the same childhood, same influences. That's from Craig, and it's it's true. And yeah. I, I would not know half the people that I know today, yourself included, and some and all mm-hmm. these fine people, guys and girls in the chat, if it wasn't for Van Halen, uh, music in general. Right. But if it wasn't for Van Halen. I would probably have about four friends on Facebook and we, you know, right. we certainly wouldn't be talking about music. 
So it's awesome. You're very well said, uh, Craig. Uh, Jeffrey Monroe says, amen, brother. Eric Gruber says, uh, good music is good music, period. FNAF Gamers uh, is one of our younger fans, is jumping in saying, hey. Ken McMahon is uh, one of your friends here, says, hey, Warren, Craig Reynolds, my mom does not know what I look like without a guitar around my neck. <laughs> I love that. That's priceless, man. Yeah. Um, AI Gaming says, I found out about Dave Simpson on YouTube. The guy is phenomenal. One of the best guitarists I've seen in my life, and I'm old. Uh, Quentin James has got one of the best comments of the entire night. Mom's rule. That's very true. No uh, doubt. Jay's Tacos and Guitars, another amazing artist with amazing stories. And I told you, he's not just a great guitar player. He's a great conversationalist. Craig Reynolds mm-hmm. says, I should qualify the, I qualify the statement by saying I am in my late 40s. And she... <laughs> <laughs> and she's in her no late doubt. 80s so she might be forgetting a little bit but still, we'll go with the original story that's pretty good Craig uh, Don Shepard saying hey Jay and you know what we're going to do as I finish some of these uh, comments I'll get ready for my next round of questions and I'm going to turn it over to you to just uh, improv and do whatever you want because I know okay. I know fans are going to love to hear that uh, would you, we got Giovanni uh, from Brazil Eric Gruber snooping makes it sound creepy <laughs> yeah, snooping each of those uh, Facebook profiles and stuff uh, Bresbo says, Hey, Eric, miss your shows this week. I hate that. I hated that too. You're the man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Jay's talk was the same. Audio is good. Uh, good here. Everyone's getting give a good audio. Uh, Bobby Clipper is saying, uh, Hey, Warren and all, uh, AI gaming says best advice I ever got was put the guitar down before you're ready. Practice can be jamming with the radio or in front of the TV, just making weird sounds with effects, but don't make it a job. Yeah. Ha- always have fun with <laughs> it for sure. You know, as long as you're when, when you when you're not having fun anymore, that's when it's time to reevaluate. And that's why I quit uh, touring and stuff, because it was it was right. a job and I didn't want to do it. And it was a job that didn't pay very well. Uh, right. You know, so no, done. Uh, no brainer. Uh, let me see. Anything else I want to miss? Uh, Zach Thong says, uh, what's up, Eric? Jumping over to your live show from Robert Baker's live show. Cool. Robert rocks for sure. Um, this is cool. Uh, Jay's Taco says, uh, like Jennifer Batten was saying, that E instead of the C was more correct. And the beat it solo, it, it just works. There you go. Uh, Liza says, George and Tony, Tears of the Sahara. Um, a land without judgment says, yo. Uh, Hef is here. Hey, man. Says, hey, you guys. Hef is watching. Good to have you in the house. And Hef also says, yeah, music is the universal language. And that's why, you know, you get some people that don't understand a single word of a lyric but they're, they somehow under, they're singing along to it, and uh, it, it's that common bond, right? You see these bands right. go to Japan and Europe and you know mm-hmm. Germany and all these different places, and they're they're even more popular over there, where they some some of the people don't actually even understand what they're they're listening to. Some, and they love it. Tone right. Wars is here and says, "I don't know theory at all. If I did, it would keep me in a box. I like to stay unconventional." Yeah, and that's why sometimes I think I don't like to look at guitar as a, uh, like I I sucked and I still do to this point in math, and I don't like to look at my guitar as a math quiz, and yeah. and if I have to do an algorithm to figure it out now, there I you know hats off to these people that do that, the Steve Vise and and all all these people like that, um, awesome, but I can't do it, and you know I struggle in math, it's, it's not going to happen. Uh, the gold color says um, uh, you look up Sean Silas, phenomenal guitarist, you no doubt about that, love him to death. I think I like him more as a dad than I do as a guitar player. And his guitar playing rocks. I just lived through his family. Very cool dude. Uh, nice. And, and I d- definitely love him as a guitar player. We're almost down to the bottom here. Um, Tone War says, uh, oh, there you go. Uh, Hef says, uh, if there's any one race, it's the human race. Yeah, and we need to improve on, our, on it as well, too. As a human race, there's probably some people looking at us from other galaxies and thinking <laughs> we're a little messed up. 
Yeah, um, no doubt. Yeah, we're, we're the laughing stock <laughs> yeah. if, if there are is other life. Tom Wars, most of my best riffs are happy accidents that happen because of fishing around uh, uh, for a lack of, uh, yeah, exactly. And that can be like photography, anything, happy accidents. Um, you know what? You just go with it if it happens and if it's good, it's good. Uh, Renee Benton, uh, what's up, Warren? Blessings to you, Jack Shea Martin. Hey, Eric, I want to hear one of Warren's favorite go to riffs, and we're going to do that in just a second. That's from Tone Wars. Uh, Ken McMahon says, Tell Warren, I said, Hey, I just did. Uh, we grew up playing Van Halen together at the local store. Well, that's very, very cool. Nice. Yeah, no doubt. Nice. Ken's, Ken's an awesome player, man. He's like on that Steve I thing back in, geez, back in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's freaking phenomenal. Mm. Wicked. And a great person, man. He's, he's good people. Well, it's nice to hear, man. It's nice to have you here, Ken. Uh, very, very happy. And I'm going to just highlight his comment, and we'll leave it right there. I'm going to turn it over to you. And, you know, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but just so, so someone asked him, I'm going to go one of your favorite go-to riffs, and a lot of us have that. So show us maybe, right. show us a go-to riff that would do the first time you pick up your guitar, something that just is like your comfortable blanket, and then just oh, okay. do whatever you want to do. Uh. that's like my go-to every time i pick up i like that <laughs> basically i love that man oh thank you very very nice uh, how about now how about well, okay so that's a nice little riff to warm you up and you know you're checking okay. your tone that kind of stuff now when you want to get downright silly and sassy okay silly and sassy Okay, so I'm going to rephrase. Instead of silly and sass, that's just freaking badass. Oh, thank you. Dude. Now, what's the the action like in that guitar? It's hard to tell from here. It's actually terrible. Is it? You know what I mean? It's uh, kind of high. It's, uh, but it, this guitar was a, you remember those, uh, remember those Jackson professional guitars? It was like really cheap. Yeah. Jackson had like three pickups in them and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I actually took all the pickups out. You know what I mean? I was working at a garage at the time. Mm So I got some freaking spray paint, you know what I mean? Sanded the body down a little bit. 
you know, this is a pretty crappy job. I mean, I know it might look good on camera, but it, it looks like crap. But anyway, <laughs> I always thought this was like the coolest guitar, you know. Sure. Iconic. I know Iconic. I could never afford like one of the, you know, the EV8 series or any of that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I'm going to just make it how I want it to look. So I actually painted this. And this pickup is, this is the cheapest pickup out of a brand guitar that I'm not going to say. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to put nobody on the spot. Sure. I took this pickup, put it in here, and uh, I, and I, I thought of it like this. I always think of gear like this as far as pickups and things of that nature. You know, as far as this particular pickup, I thought of it like this. Eddie and them had crap to work with back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They had crap. So this is 10 times better than what he had to work with. And, you okay. know, he made work what he had worked. So that was my way of thinking as far as putting this particular pickup in this guitar. It's not worth, this pickup ain't worth $10. Mm. You know what I'm saying? By said company. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, hey, it works for me. If I set my amp the tone that I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, and, and you know, you basically got to set it up around your pickups. Sure. And how your pickup sounds, man. And a lot of people don't realize that. So I set it up to where it sounds good with this pickup and where it sounds good for me to where the guitar responds the way that I want it to. That's how I set my tone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So so this guitar, it, it's not worth anything to anybody but me. I, I love but your I, honesty. I, but I love it. I love your honesty how you said that because I said, well, what's the action like? You could have said, well, I prefer it a little bit lower, uh, whatever you have. Oh, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I do prefer low action. Of course. Of course you would. But, but this particular guitar is not like that. No. And I know how this guitar plays. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's 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 fine for me. <laughs> don't you, <laughs> you think that, Don't you think it's kind of a treat once in a while, too? Because I have a few guitars here, um, two, two guitars here. One's the boy's. Um, it's that mm-hmm. Eastwood Airline that you might have seen me playing that real retro looking George yeah, Jetson yeah, yeah, style yeah, yeah, yeah. guitar. And then of course, that thing the line- sounds good. it does, it does, doesn't it? With yes. single coil, yes. uh, they look like humbuckers, but they're single coil. And yeah, then yeah. the line six guitar I was playing the last couple nights, the very right. um, mm-hmm. and the action on both those guitars is considerably higher than not, 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 uh, super high, but higher that yeah. you notice it right away when you play. And I think it's nice because I, right. I've noticed when you play, uh, when I play and when you, when you play that guitar, you kind of focus a little bit more. And right. it's you. It's not like you're working necessarily harder, but you're just kind of subconscious in your mind. You know, you're not being spoiled by this. You know, millimeter high. Uh, action. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, but exactly. for for the speed that you do, I've seen you play a lot of guitars. You know, whether you know just some of these different clinics and things that you've done, or like the Nam shows and the guitar amp shows and stuff like that. Right. Um, right. Is it for 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 speed? Is it is it better for you to have the extremely low action and sometimes dampers and things like I that? Mean, it is for me. I like low action because I play a lot of legato. I'm, yeah. I'm not a really proficient picker at all. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you right now. I, I'm not. I'm not proficient at picking. Okay. So a lot of what I do is all you know, like. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't really pick a whole lot of that. I might no, have I see that. String once. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's pretty much my style. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I prefer low action, but this particular guitar, man, it, you know, it kind of makes me work. Yeah. So that when I do pick up a guitar with low action, it's like pretty much effortless. A treat. It becomes a treat. You know what I mean? And plus, I actually, I went up a gauge strings. I've been playing tens now. Yeah. Um, I remember we were talking about that on a previous show. Yeah. uh, 
I was like, they killed my hands, but I started playing with them. And then I went back to nines and I was like, I'm bending these nines like way too far. Okay. You know what I mean? So it, it just kind of was like natural. It feels natural for me, I guess now playing ten. So I kind of switched over. Well, you I actually put, I actually put these strings on there probably about three days ago. And, uh, you know, I'm still getting used to them, but still, you know, I, I played this guitar with the nines on it. And I was just like, oh, no, that's that's not going to work. No. It's, it's, it's too wobbly. I can just see, like, you, you have big hands as well, and I would imagine a really strong grip. And I would imagine, I, I mean, I honestly can't see you playing nines, to be honest with you. I think right. tens are probably uh, the, the nice secret, um, uh, happy medium for you. Right, right. Yeah, did, I mean, I played nines for years, man. Mm -hmm. don't, don't get me wrong. Yep. I did. I played nines for years. But here, as of late, like I said, it might have been a month or so ago we were talking about this on your other show, and I was like, I can't play tens; they kill my hands. Sure, but uh, you know, I put them on here, and I'm just, because, like I said, I put some tens on something on that vintage guitar that I have, mm -hmm. and uh, the the Les Paul copy, you know, which is totally awesome, mm -hmm. you know, sure. But I put tens on it, man, and it just sounded so good. And then I played this, and it had nines on it. I was, and you know, I was playing some of the doing some of the. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Doing stuff like that. And I, I was bending it all the way almost to the, you know. Too far. To the uh, to the low E string. I was just like, oh, no, that's not going to do. No. I'm going to end up breaking one of these or something. So yeah, you're I strangling just put tens on everything and, you know, I'm going to just work with it. Well, it's know? another another happy accident. That's a happy accident. You right, discovered exactly. Tense. Yeah. Exactly. So here's a question for you. And this is a perfect cool. segue, too. So you got the iconic guitar there from, you know, symbolized on Van Halen's first debut record, Tomorrow's the Anniversary. Right. And we talked about how Eddie, you know, uh, you know, how it impacted you. Let's do, let's right. play the what if game. Um, and, may, and I'm going to ask this to everyone in the chat. You're more than welcome to comment as well, too. And I'll try to read some of the comments. What if you never heard that record? What if, you know, your parents said, I'm not letting you listen to this stuff? Or what if it never happened? Um, where would you be today as a musician? I'm just curious to see. What do you mean? What if that album never took place? Yeah, what if you never, or you never heard oh. Van Halen, the first record, or you weren't allowed to it, or just in another, another, uh, you know, parallel universe that <laughs> never happened? Where would you be I, as a musician? I probably wouldn't be, I wouldn't be the player that I am right now. Nice. No way. Even though, even though I don't play that style, that's not, you know. Yep. But, but at the same time, man, it, it, was, it was such an influence on every guitar player that I mentioned that I was influenced by. Yep. You know what I mean? It was it was such a big influence, man, that, you know, uh, and a lot of those guys wouldn't exist either. That's if true. If it was not for. That's true. And that's just that's just a fact of life, man. People just need to <laughs> people just need to get over it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if Eddie wouldn't hit the scene, man, things wouldn't be how they are. There would still be guitar players. Don't get me wrong. You know, because there are some there are some uh, great players like like for me, uh, like like Neil Sean, for instance. Yep. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Things like, I mean, you know, I mean, yes, he he's an awesome player, you know, and I, I don't take anything away from him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, Eddie bought this flair and this style and this finesse and that snarly growl that Marshall, man, that, you know, nobody could, you know, there's people trying to duplicate that sound now, man, and you still don't got it. Nope. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and I'm talking about that first album. Of course. You know, because his, you know, his sound changed from, you know, it seemed like from, I'll say... Uh, Women and Children First. Yeah, 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 probably there. It started to change a little bit, and then so on and so forth. But mm -hmm. uh, that sound from that first album, man, it, it's it's just... Insane. It, it, it's, it's real crushing, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's heavier than, than any metal that I've heard ever, you know. You know, it, it's, it's just so freaking distinct. 
but at the same time, it, it's it's clarity. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, and that's that's what probably caught my ear more than anything else. Just like uh, one of my favorite solos, as far as Eddie is concerned, is uh, that 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 whole rendition of "I'm the One." You know what I mean, man? That whole that whole you know, he's like he's like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Just little stuff like that, man. It's just like, you know, and, and nobody's duplicating that, man. It's 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 uh, that's that's uh, th- that would have to be the the greatest guitar solo, the great the greatest uh, example of showmanship, rhythm structure. You know what I mean? Just just in general, that that. That whole tune is, is 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 freaking incredible. Yeah, that's one that should be put on the plateau for Bar because there's a lot of people, you know, um, they sure sure these kids can copy Van Halen uh, licks uh, note for note in a lot of cases, but they try to right. try, try to play the rhythm to that. Just I, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. ten guys yeah, exactly. and we'll make it. We'll make a contest out of it, and yeah, no more, doubt. more than likely, just, yeah, not gonna happen. It's, it's freaking. It's I mean that 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 right there in itself, or just you know. Uh, the riffing little dreamer or ice cream man. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? All that there, stuff. There's yeah. so many. You know what I'm saying? I mean, one of my other favorites is I'm on fire. Yes. I'm on fire. That yes. whole that whole, you know, that was metal back, you know, sure to was. Me. you know what I'm saying? That was heavier than, you know, anything that I heard at that particular point in time in my life. And yep. even as a teenager, you know, walking up and down the street listening to that, man, that was heavy to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it still is to this day. So, uh, I mean, man, I could go on and on. <laughs> did you ever, did you, you know? ever watch, this is a total segue, but did you ever watch the Simpsons, uh, cartoon show? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a retired Simpsons fan. I was, I was religious about the Simpsons. And I mean, after 25 years of a cartoon, 28 years, whatever it is, it gets old. Right. 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 But you remember the episode where Homer goes back in time and basically, I think it was like something with a toaster or whatever, he goes back in time. And then, you know, he steps on a, don't, don't do anything. Don't change nature, whatever. And he steps on a bug and he, and he kills the bug and it changes the, the future. Right, so that right. so imagine now if if Van Halen that just didn't happen if the first record never happened Van Halen never happened and you said you know how he changed guitar but let's let's right. take that let's let's take our guitarist you would not have amplifiers like we have today you would not have nope. pickups like we have today you would nope. not have tremolo systems like we have today no nope. there's just I mean that list goes on and on and on it's it's like a little stone in a pond that just ripples and right. you know right. It's not all Eddie. He, I mean, and people are going to say, "Oh, there's other people that contributed." Yes, I mean, but they set the standard for that genre as far as what came after. Exactly. You know what I'm Everything in the '80s, all those bands, the way they dressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They oh, yeah. got that from Van Halen. I mean, from the band. You know, David Lee Robb. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, look at Rat and look at you know uh, Poison. Look, look at Poison. Look at Dawkins. Look at all these yeah. guys was wearing the. You know, David Lee Roth started Motley that whole crew. spandex or ski pants or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And then next thing you know, here's, you know, every other band from that era was wearing this stuff. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And the cut off gloves and the ripped t-shirts and, you know, even, you know, you had older bands, you know, copying the fashion. You know what I mean? You yep. had Kiss, you know, like, you know, they, they were copying the fashion too, man. That's so right. it was just like. You know, they they it was it was more than just the music, man. They were they were a lifestyle. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
So, yeah, and they were our they were our spokespeople for us young, especially guys as young teenagers. You know, right. we, they they were our heroes and our spokespeople. Like, okay, they they life is according to Van Halen for us as 12, right. 13, 14 year old kids, and uh, whatever they did, that's what we wanted to be. We wanted to be those larger than life uh, rock stars. You know, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, I know you know I love to play music. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I always looked at myself as I'm going to be like that especially after I saw it live. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't get to see him with David Lee Roth. I got to see him with Sammy, but nevertheless, I got to see, you know, something that, uh, was know, Van Halen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it was nonetheless still, you know, impressionable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, most definitely, man. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know where, where my life would be without that. It'd be a different place. I mean? for- that right there was, that was the main thing that made me want to do what I do. That's yeah. why I made this guitar. Cause I, I know I don't, like I said, I don't play like him, but you know, he was always just the coolest. It was just always cool looking and mm-hmm. awesome to hear. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I still, you know, still got, you know, mad respect, man. I always do. Yeah. And I listen to that. Uh, you know, I still listen to that first CD or cassette or whatever it is that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, I listen to it all the time. You know, listen to it all the time. Yeah, you know, even to this day. So, and that's and that's never going to stop. That's right. I, I'm in a very happy place in my life too because of that. You know, if it had, had it not been for Van Halen, and Van Halen wasn't my first band that that really got me uh, into music. It was ACDC I liked and and Kiss probably Kiss gotcha. first. Loved Kiss to death, and I still have a passion for them. You know, they're certainly right. not the world's most gifted uh, musicians. They can hold right, their own right. and probably can probably have some licks that would surprise us. But right. what they've done was cool. They inspired a lot of us. So Kiss, ACDC, then Van Halen come around, and it's just like, okay, now it's a game changer. So, you know, I, I owe a lot of happiness in my life to that music, and, and if it didn't happen, um, we wouldn't be here talking tonight. So it's it's I'm very right. happy for that. And I've met Absolutely. cool people like you because of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, uh, and I can remember, you know, getting Kiss Alive too, man, and, oh, you know, the sitting record? there with the record, you know, having it folded open and yep. looking at the fire and the smoke. And- yep. You know, looking at him on stage and listening to, you know, Detroit Rock City and, you know, and stuff like that, man. Like I said, I was the little kid that was just, I was different than everybody else, man. I was the only little black kid that was, you know, totally into the, like, you know, the rock stuff. So, yeah, I was kind of by myself a lot. Hey. And I kind of used my imagination a whole lot. You had to. But it was all it was all good, man. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And speaking of using your imagination, let's go back to that KISS record. And this is what's so cool. And this is what kids just don't get today. So you look right. at that double fold out record and right. you're reading your and sometimes they had like uh you know, they some would come with some uh, trading cards and stuff like that too, which was very, very right. cool. But you would listen to that record and before you got up, you know, you would be reading who produced it, who is the engineer, where it was recorded, right. where it was mixed at. Those are the cool mm-hmm. things. And then okay, well, I gotta get up and flip the record, go over and flip it, you come back and you're reading that album right. again, you're looking at the fire again, you're looking mm-hmm. over at Ace. It, it wasn't an experience, right? You know, absolutely. And that whole thing was an experience. You yes. didn't have pages to turn. You didn't have like, you know, you weren't texting or sending a picture on Instagram. You no. were consumed in no. this record. No. And I remember, uh, you know, especially with the Kiss stuff, man, I was a big Kiss fan, too. I used to take my uh, I used to take my milk money from school <laughs> and go to the store and buy Kiss cards. I had every Kiss card. <laughs> Me, too. Not my milk money, but yeah, the Kiss cards. Yeah, I had every Kiss card, and if you turned them over, and it made a poster. Yes. I had every last one of those. You know what I'm saying? And then yep. for my birthday, I think I was turning eight or nine, my mom got me a, uh, 
Remember how your parents used to get you stuff with your name uh, ironed on the back of your shirt? Yeah, that's so you know so bad. She got, a, she got me a yellow kiss. You know, had my name on the back of it and I ironed on of the destroyer cover. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I was like nine years old and shit, and I worked at school. You know, of course, everybody made fun of me and shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but you know, and then she ordered me like these these uh, special posters. Nice. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they came in a tube. Yep, yep. You know, and I was just like, you know, and I had them in my room and shit, and it was just like, you know, mom really knows what I like. You know what I'm That's saying? That's a great she, mom. She, she she gives a damn, you know what I mean? So uh, I love your mom. I don't even know her. But yeah, man, it was uh, it was all, uh, I was definitely into the music even from an early age. I just always had that imagination. Yeah. Or I would throw, you know, I, my mom would let me, <laughs> she'd let me put her stereo speakers out on our back porch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And she put the Kiss records on. And then once again, I go break a stick off a tree to look like a V guitar. Yep. And I'd spit red Kool-Aid and shit, you know. Oh, that's wicked. You know what I mean? I'm serious, man. It was just like, you know, I was totally into it. I, totally into it. I got to so, share uh, two Kiss stories with you that are really funny. One, because you mentioned the Kiss cards. So sure. when I grew up, I grew up in a real, real small town. Uh, I, I shouldn't say a town, like in a country. Like it was, it was, mm-hmm. it was not even a town. It was just out in the country. My neighbors were like 300 yards away. Um, but I would go into the city and my sisters lived in the city. So I'd go, I get to go sleep overnight at my sister's house in the city. You know, it was a big thing. And, right. you know, so that was a big deal. And there was a, a variety store within walking distance. And I'm, I was too young, but my sister would say, yeah, go ahead and go to the store. I go down there with a couple of dollars. I buy some kiss cards. I come back and I'd collect some pop bottles, whatever. And I take the pop bottles back, get some money back and I go buy some more kiss cards. Kiss so card, yeah. chew, chewing the bubble gum on the way home. And then I'd go back again and I would say to the lady that ran the store, I said, I'm buying the last two packs. Can I have that box? Like the little display box that came in? Right, right. And I just wanted the display box. So I got that. So that's kind of a geek out story. Wow. And I had all the that's sets. Cool. And then another small story is, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, when you buy like your wife or your mom or anyone like bad gifts for presents, here's an example mm-hmm. of, you know, like you buy your mom a blender. It's like, maybe right. she wants a blender, but the, you know, don't buy a blender or don't buy a broom for your mom for a ber- birthday gift, right? Right, right, right. So it's my mom's birthday. And um, my dad and I said, let's get her a scientific calculator. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think it might have been my idea. Totally stupid, 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 stupid idea. But so give her the scientific calculator from Radio Shack. And it must have been $100, you know, back in the day for a calculator mm-hmm. that's, you know, you have it now as an app that's free with ads. And um, so we give it to her and she's like, hmm, yeah, this is what I always wanted. But she, you know, come from her son. So I'm going to treasure it. And right. w- one day, a friend of mine on the school bus, I I didn't have any Kiss nothing like yeah, anything. It was kind of hand me downs and the records. Like one of my friends had Kiss records that were scratched, so they give me their record. So a, f- mm-hmm. a friend has this cool yellow uh, T-shirt with a Kiss iron on on a Kiss Alive one, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I want that. Can can how, what can I do to get that shirt? Can I, I'll trade you something. What do you got? I got a scientific calculator. Yeah. <laughs> and I traded my mom's scientific calculator. Wow. And uh, so next day, a couple days later, I'm wearing a Kiss shirt in the house, which is like, okay, where'd you get a Kiss shirt? Have you right. seen my calculator? Uh, wow. No. So I'm sorry, Mom. God, you know, God rest her soul. She's no longer with us. But uh, I and I still have her calc. I have her calculator. I kept it in her honor. So. Gotcha, gotcha. So there you go. No, but anyways, no doubt. No that's crazy. Doubt. But we did crazy things. That's Kiss fans. Absolutely. Kiss fans are just Absolutely. nuts. That's the bottom line. Absolutely. So let's talk Nam. So sure. Nam fell apart for you last minute, and I know a lot yeah. of people are looking forward to seeing you this year. And you were you die hard to be there this year. So let's oh. so forget about what happened. It doesn't matter okay. what happened to you. 2019 is 
is going to be here quicker than we want to admit it anyways. What are your plans for NAM 2019 and, uh, and tell us what you're looking forward to? 2019, I'm looking forward to, you know, just just uh, just meeting up with, uh, with some of these reps at these companies, mm-hmm. you know, that were looking forward to meeting me in 2018. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and just, uh, you know, uh, you know, just keeping the relationships that I have with a lot of the you know, the great people I've met out in California every time that I go, you know right. what I mean? I can't say enough about, you know, like Greg Mara and, you know, Lonnie Spector. Lonnie Spector yeah. does the amp show out in Van Nuys. I don't know if you know Lonnie, but. I know Lonnie's the name, only guy. only the name. That's all I know is the name. And uh, let's see here. And Oscar Jordan. Okay. Oscar Jordan is the editor of Vintage Guitar Magazine. Okay. He's really put a foot forward trying to get me out there or, or just. You know what I mean? Just doing anything that they can to actually help. You know what I mean? Um, then you're, there's Terry Lauderdale. He's a great guitar player. He plays a lot of Van Halen stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people are, you know, awesome beyond being musicians or trying to do something for me. They're just good people in general. Yes. You know what I mean? And so just being able to go out there and, you know, and then, you know, like I said, with, you know, line six and, you know, a lot of those people, man, to just go above and beyond, you know, for for little old me, man. It's, you know, just like I said, started making videos on Facebook. So and there you go. I'm just looking forward to going to NAM and actually being able to sit down and play this year. I, that was one of my main goals is not to be so shy. Mm-hmm. And we <laughs> talked about, we talked about times, this. Yep. You know, and uh, just kind of open up a little bit, man. Go, go, go out there and play. That's what you do. Mm hmm. You know, a lot of you know, a lot of times I'll find myself walking around or or, or just shying away from playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But this year I was making it a point to, you know, sitting down and playing and, and you know, and, 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 you know, just 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 meeting more people. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it's all about. I'm more interested in uh, working with these companies. I'm more interested in that than being, quote unquote, this you know, famous guitar player. Sure. You know what I mean? I, I, I could care less about that. Yeah. Those days are gone. Yeah. It's, it, the industry you know has changed that way with, with mediums that right. we have available. You can be as successful now and more successful and safer and have family ties and, and, and Absolutely. a comfort zone by doing it, by producing videos for people and that right. kind of stuff. Here's, here's a good example. So let's say I'm prospective, uh, XYZ company and I make amplifiers, uh, give me a give me a two minute pitch. What Warren Hughes is as a guitar player, and what uh, what I can do for your guitar company or your right, you right, know, exactly. T- give give us a Coles notes about you. What what would you say to someone? So Warren, what are you about? Uh, t- tell me a little bit about yourself as a musician. What? So as yeah, a musician. Yeah. I'm just I'm all about the music. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that, that's what's the most important thing here is you know. Uh, once again, I'm gonna say it. It's 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 the vibrations that you're giving out, mm-hmm. or the frequencies. You know what I mean? That's what's touching people. That's where you get. Uh, you know, sometimes you hear something, or you hear somebody sing, or you hear somebody play something, and you get those cold chills. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? So that's that's basically what I'm here for, man. That that's what I was put on this planet for. Yep. I wasn't put on this planet to work a nine to five that society says I had to work or. Society said I had to go to school four years for, you know what I mean? That's not why I was put on this planet. Yep. You know some, I mean? some of us are. I was are. put on this planet to share what I was blessed with. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's we, it. I wasn't put here for nothing else. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
of course, you know, we're, we're parents and we have children. And of course, you know, we're, we're as parents, our job as parents is to teach our kids to survive once we're not here anymore. I know. That's our job. That's right. It's not our job to spoil our kids to death with every um, materialistic thing that we can give them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I'm more satisfied knowing that my kids can stand on their own two feet after I'm after I'm gone from here. Learn how to cook, way, learn how to you know, work, I'm, learn how to build. I mean, you're, you're not worrying about anything, but at the same time, you don't have to. That's right. Because you know you did your job. Yeah. You know, but... But more than anything, man, it's like I said, it's it, it's all about the music for me and projecting that and and taking people's minds off of that, uh, you know, off of that little bit of worry or trouble or whatever they're stressing about that day. If I take your mind away from that, that's beautiful for the small amount of time that I'm doing what I do, then hey, I did my job. Isn't that rewarding when you get some comments? You know, like I'm going through a real tough time right now, and your stuff helped me. That's like you know, I, it doesn't pay the bills, but it certainly makes your heart uh, warm. Absolutely. It, it, that's, that's worth more to me than, you know, paying a bill. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I there's, agree. there's more satisfaction out of somebody telling me, you know, you know, they're, they're just floored by what I do. And yeah. I don't see, you know, the thing is, and I'm sure you get this too. I don't, I don't see what the big deal is about what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't hear what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If that makes sense. No, it I, does hundred percent. I don't hear what everybody else hears. I'm just doing what I love to do. I, I agree 100. percent You know, so so if 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 that if what I'm doing is taking you to that place, then hey, mm-hmm. uh, hey, thank thank you for the compliment, and you know, I'm glad to be here to be able to take your mind to that place. It is hard to you accept know? a compliment sometimes. It, it's hard because right. you're like, okay, well, why why do I deserve this? You know, right, right. Yeah, right. I like it, but yeah. I I think for sure for for you and I understand like you had the the confidence issue and a lot of people that th- that's a struggle they go they go through even when right. I started doing this show and I'm I'm not gonna lie I'll be 100 percent honest even every night going live with you tonight there's there's right. the pre, the pre show jitters and it's getting better and better all the time but right, I, you right, know right. if I said oh well, I'm calm as a cucumber cool as a cucumber and no I'm lying man I, I get nervous with it and I, I think right. we need to nerves are always a good thing and I think the day that you lose nerves whether you're performing on stage in front of thousands or a hundred or 10 right um the day that you lose nerves you need to reevaluate yourself but you know i just uh, this i'm not trying to give you advice you don't really need advice but this is uh, from friend to friend something i want to see sure. you kill, kick ass at nam next year and junior and I are going to be there with you for sure but just Absolutely. be there look like you're supposed to be there you know like these guys that are gate crashers that get in behind concerts all the time they get right, they right, get in right. to see the bands because they look like they're supposed to be there they, whatever so look like you're supposed to be there when you're there be there um own it you're going to own it you're playing it speaks for itself so you just have Thanks. to you just have to say okay look okay i know i'm here this is my chance you may you may shred you may make some bad notes once you once you do it you can't change the bad notes or the good notes whatever right exactly you know right. your personality will win you over for sure just find a way you know find that happy place that lets you speak instead of being the right. window shopper going from booth to booth to booth get in there right. and shake hands bring something that's really cool just like i was telling greg morrow when greg you were talking about greg he was going to mm-hmm. be releasing his album. And I said, hey, bring a wristband, one of those, you know, those elastic wristbands that have like the right, right. MP3s on it and give it to right. your, your people. And they're going to be, mm-hmm. pro- if they like it, they're probably going to be wearing it all, all, all Nam. They're going to go home. What's this thing I've been wearing all weekend? Oh, the right. Greg Mara or it's Warren Hughes. Let's check it out. Pop it right. in my computer. Boom. Right. I actually made, uh, <laughs> I actually got some business cards made and, yeah. I, and I taped a piece of candy to every single freaking dude you know what i'm saying dude that's good i mean i mean you know you're at nam all day you're talking to people all day sore throat 
You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's like, hey, man, shit, here, you know, here's my card. Here go a piece of candy. You know what I'm saying? So there was things I did. But like I said, man, it, it was such a letdown. I, I don't think I've been that disappointed and ever since I was a little kid. I, I almost I almost cried, man. I was just like. I know. Man. I felt it for you. I felt it for oh, you for sure. Man, but it was chan- just like, it was channel such a that. Letdown. You know, and then have, you know, you know, certain certain things happen. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just like, are you freaking serious? Yeah. But you, you know, and it's like, you know, that's fine. You know, I, I, I kind of just let that go. I was just like, you know what? I'm not even going to get mad. I started to get mad and I started to say things and I posted some things. Yep. And I was like, you know what? Nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take it down right now. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they know what they did. Yep. And we're just going to leave it at that because, yeah. you know, there's always next year. That's right. And it's going to be good. You, you know, know what I mean? There's always next year. And I've made enough uh, connections to where everything will be fine. Yep. You know, so uh, and that's that. that's where I'm going with it. All I can do now is just keep what I'm doing. And uh, like I said, uh, keep in contact with these people. Yep. And uh, and and of course, you know, I'm trying to get this album finished. Um, it's been, there's been a lot of changes, man. I, I started to go super heavy metal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, after evaluating some things, I'm like, that's not who I am. Okay. You know, it's not, that's not who I am. I love to play stuff like that, but it's, it's not who I am. Okay. And it's always been like, I've tried to always appease. Yeah. Appease you know the masses. I've tried to appease and try to keep up. Yep. You know what I mean? But now I'm at the point to where, like, I'm not doing that anymore. So where are you I'm going with it? I'm going to play how I want to play. And it seems like things are more natural okay. of me playing how I actually want to play instead of trying to play, like, uh, you know, the... Uh... You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. That's not who I am. Okay. <laughs> you know, I can do that. Yes, of course. So show us there who you are. are. Show, show us who are you are. There are a thousand guys out there that are doing the same thing. Yeah. And they're doing it a lot better than I am. You know, so I'm just like, you know what? You guys go ahead and do that. I'm going to stick to what's true to me. And that, and that's just how I'm going to do it. So a lot of the stuff I'm right now is more of like that favorite riff that yeah. you told me to play okay. earlier. More laid back, man. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not 17 or 18 years old anymore. Nothing I'm, to I don't prove. Have to prove how fast I can play. Yes. You know, so now it's more of a groove thing instead of a speed thing. I like that. I like that. Yeah, so, we don't have anything to prove uh, once once we've been doing this as long as we have. Right, exactly. Very well so, said. Uh, one, we're going to jump back to the comments here in a second, and we'll wrap up here in a couple minutes. Um, sure. But one thing I'm really looking forward to next year, if you would do, do me the honor, is because uh, Junior and I are going to be there next year. Let's find each other uh, very early into NAM. Let's, I want to go for dinner with you. Um, and Absolutely. Let's, let's go out for dinner, have a nice, a really good meal, something nice and greasy. Uh, right, right. You know, let's have some good food and uh, and let's talk about a Nam strategy. And I want to see you. I want to see you ace it. And I want to be that guy. Uh, you know, uh, six months down the road, saying I knew him when he was on my show. You know, now he's a superstar. So absolutely, absolutely. I yeah, want to do that. Definitely, we are going to do that. All right, sure. perfect. Uh, so let me see. Um, uh, Brusbro was saying, which part of West Virginia? West Virginia did you live? That's where I lived. FNF Gamer says. Uh, turns out the problem with my 5150 micro stack was the battery is very low. That can do it. Fizzy. Um, uh, P- Pipsy James, or uh, if I'm getting it right, says, I remember uh, Vinaman Music, Warren. I got a Fretless Wonder Gibson SG there uh, from them. Oh, yeah. I remember Vinaman's Music Store. It was in Springfield, Virginia. Okay. I do remember them. Okay. They always had like the, uh, 
they always had all the Kramers and the Charvels. You know what I mean? Remember yeah. Back in the day, remember back in the day, if you bought a Jackson, you really had to buy a Jackson. There was no lower line. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Of Jackson or, or Kramer. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, that's good. And like like nowadays, you can buy them at, uh, you know, uh, Future Shop and Best Buy and Sears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, eh, I'm not sure I'm crazy about that. Right. Uh, so your buddy Ken says he's glad to see you on here for sure. Um, Scott Tucker says, hello, EVH TV and Warren. Much respect to you, sir. Keep melting those frets. Um, and lots of comments on Sean Silas as well, too. So Sean, obviously, is well-loved here as well. Um, uh, and this is cool. Nemtal says, Warren, you're no cookie cutter. You rule. Uh, <coughs> and Hefner's from Mississippi. Uh, Don Shepard says, Eric, music transcends language. Agreed. And uh, your buddy Ken says, thanks and happy for all. Uh, Liza says, uh, I don't even play guitar, but there's just something about it. Thank goodness my mom and dad raised me on rock and roll and introduced me to Jimi Hendrix and Jimmy Page. Great influences there for sure. Uh, Tone no Wars, doubt. very cool. Uh, nice look, legato technique. That's from Tone Wars as well. Craig Reynolds says, I actually like higher action. Cool. And that's, that's good. If you can play with it, man, go for it. And you can certainly bend under it. And Craig's, Craig's one of these anomalies too that can play, and like you as well, play in a high action and shred. No doubt. Yeah, Craig's awesome. He says, I can get better grip on the strings and have less string noise with higher action, just easier to naturally mute while we're playing. Very good point, Craig. That's something we could probably all learn from for sure. Um, and another plus for higher action, that's from Curtis Murata. Uh, Jay's Talkers Guitar says, this is honestly in all my years, the first time I've heard people say they prefer higher action right on. Yeah, it's it's kind of neat. When you when you go to it, it's not like you change all your guitars, but when you play one, um, it's, a, it's a bit of a... Uh, uh, a mindset that you get into and you when you go back to your other guitars it's like oh here here's my candy uh gold color says uh how is craig first uh sorry st petersburg and here sean salas is his friend as well too sorry i'm mumbling a little bit um and more sustained and also more sustained in general okay good to know craig thank you for that tip um okay here's a question for you from steve says uh warren would you prefer passive or active pickups uh passive okay Yep. I'm and old school, man. There you I'm, go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I, I, and so, I, yeah. I do too. I've had a couple of EMG guitars, whatever, like the PRS Toronto right. and stuff like that. It's neat. It has mm-hmm. its own voice, but mm, I, I'm, I'm the passive guy as well too. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little too sharp for me, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just too. misses something. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Last few questions here. Um, Mark Taylor says, I, I think nearly every player was directly or indirectly influenced by Eddie, whether they admit it or not. And I agree 100%. I've seen so many people come through the show here from every genre of music, country, rock, everything. It's like, you actually were inspired by Eddie Van Halen in country? Sure it was. You know? Right. Yeah, it's it transcends. Um, Mara Music Greg says, uh, uh, totally know what you're saying, Warren. Love you, bro. So you have mad respect from someone who you have mad respect for. Absolutely, man. Greg's good people. Yes, he's he, awesome. He is. I had so much fun with him. He was, he was very, right. very fun. And we've talked a lot since the show, too. Tone War says, On Fire is my lady jam. Craig Reynolds, Eddie is number one, branching point for 80s players, and Ingve is the number two branch. Most of the best rock and metal players derive from those two camps. There you go. There's two forks in the road. And I agree with that um, mm-hmm. totally. You know, uh, look, look at the, the Jason Beckers, the, the Marty Friedmans, the Paul Gilberts in, in one right. kind of camp. Um, you know, and over here you've got your Eddie Van Halen's, your Vito Brada's, your, uh, you know, it's just so many, so many, so many, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah well, very well said, Craig. Um, 80s were the best era for music and movies for that matter, says Liza. And I agree, I'm stuck in the 80s and, I, and I'm not afraid to, uh, I, I remember I, I joked today on Mike Kimmel's post, Mike posted the picture with his real long hair. And Mm -hmm. he goes, you know, throw back to the 80s. And I said, nothing wrong with the 80s, man. I'm still stuck there and I'm not leaving, you know? Right. I'm I'm staying there. 
And see, I remember him when he had that long hair. I bet you, know you do. Saying? Yeah, that was the scene he for had you. This, uh, he had this JB player. Remember JB player? <laughs> I guitars? do, I do. He had this JB player. It was uh, had a reverse headstock, and he had M&M stickers all over it. Okay. Like, you know, like the candy? Yep, yep. But man, he is freaking killing that Van Halen, man. I'm telling you right now. He has... He ain't doing nothing new, man. He, he freaking killed it back then, and he's still doing he's that. doing the same now. So yeah. he's been doing that for a long time, but he was freaking flawless with it. So I, I there's a cool. I'm not sure if you saw the episode where I was talking with uh, Mitch Malloy. There's a really cool um, Mike Hemmel reference. Mike Hemmel was uh, doing some work with Mitch Malloy, and so mm-hmm. he's he's at Mitch's place, and the phone rings. It's uh, and, uh, and Mitch answers the phone, and, and it's Eddie Van Halen on the phone. And uh, Eddie's t- saying something to Mitch Malloy, whatever, and, and and Mitch goes to to Mike, it's Eddie, like this. Eh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's pretty cool because Mike yeah. actually told me that story. Mike says, "Ask him about the uh, the phone call." So I did, and, right. and he confirmed it. Uh, last few comments here, and then we're gonna say good night, uh, uh, Kevin Landorf. Um, it says hi everyone. Talking to Kevin before the show, and Kevin, keep up working. On, he's Kevin is just migrating into lead guitar. Um, he's doing a good job, and he had a friend yeah. ask him to do it. So, and the cool thing is the very first time he did it, he posted a video on Facebook and that's either sink or swim. Um, right. and he, he swam, man, more power to yeah, you. No doubt. That's Please good. keep it up. That's good. Please keep it up. No and, and guys, you know, if you see someone out there that's doing something, recognize it. Don't just scroll down through the feed. And I, I don't, I don't believe in necessarily giving false praise if it's not the good. It's like, it, but recognize things. And if it's good, like, like he did, I wanted to recognize it because I was proud of him. You know, he, t- he had balls to post that video on Facebook and he, pl- he played well. Yeah. So more power to you. Yeah. More power to you. Uh, Mr. C5150 uh, says, EVH is the coolest guy ever. Agreed. Totally agree from uh, Jay's Tacos. Uh, AI Gaming says, I saw Van Halen in Toronto in 2007 at the very beginning of the tour. Uh, Ross on a great was all downhill after that. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, it's a little different. It does, he never was the greatest singer, but, um, you know, it's age affects us all. Um, uh, Rene Benton says, as I've often stated, they're only... Three guitarists that changed the approach to modern rock guitar. Modern rock beginning in 1970, Hendrix death. Only three going to current day Hendrix. Uh, and then it looks like he got cut off a little bit. Van Halen and someone else, we got cut off. Oh, Van Halen and Malmsteen. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, yeah. Hendrix to Clapton to Eddie to Ingve to Petrucci to Abbasi. That's from Tone Wars. Yeah, there's your, your migrations. Uh, great interview from Mr. C5150. Thank you. I uh, appreciate it. So that's all because we have great uh, a great guest here this evening. Um, Abbasi to Sean Silas gave Tobin Sean Silas's Borns uh, volume pot. I have one of those here as well too. They're very cool. Um, <laughs> and Tone Wars loves your red Kool Aid story. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Liza says music saves a lot of a lot of us every day. I cannot imagine life without music. And and really, there's a lot of things in life that we can go without, but music would be a real tough one. You know, as long as we have food and shelter and something to listen to, I think life is good. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to have a ton of money in your bank account as long as you're safe and secure and you have something to listen to. Uh, Phil Kigi, another, another great talent. Um, I think we're just about down at the bottom of the list. Humbucker Lovers just jumping in from the Guitar Guitar News Network, uh, saying hi to everybody. Uh, who have I missed? Have I missed anyone else? Mike Francis, hey guys, sorry late uh, playing with the very axe. I don't blame you for that. Uh, Ron Bain says, I'm stuck in the 80s when music was music. Thomas Santiago says, great show, Eric. Mike Francis, Mr. Hughes is awesome. Keep rocking. Uh, Eamon uh, Ryan says, hey, Warren, I see you're playing on my Facebook group, sharing guitar licks. Great playing, dude. And I oh, have thank sa- you. Yeah, and I have the same birthday as EVH, January 26th. That's from Ron Bain. And FNF Gamer says, great stream. I'm loving it. I want to ask you, as we wrap up here, 
um, like I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm a fanboy of your music, and and I uh, obviously I'm just as a fan of you in general as a person. And I think we oh, can all uh, learn a lot from you. What's next for you? What's what? What is your goal or goals in 2018? 2018 is uh, to get this album released. Right on. You know what I mean? Um, I'm actually going to be recording more with uh, with Jim Dofka. He he's uh, he's a studio engineer, and then I'll be having this mixed out in. Uh, I have a friend out in San Francisco that's going to do the mastering. So, uh, you know, I hope to get that uh, get that all wrapped up this year and get that out by the time Nam gets here, and I have something to give to uh, to the people. Nice. So that's that's the goal. You're going to get that something done uh, music wise, handed out to uh, key people at Nam. Absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. or, or to everybody. Of course, I mean? of course. Just, you know, I, mean, I, I just want to. Uh, I just want to get this done. It's it, it's something that's long overdue. So uh, that's good, man. So, that, so that's where the work is, and of course, you know, helping any uh, any of these uh, companies that want their instruments heard. Yes, I'm more than willing to, you know, demonstrate how good of a instrument or piece of merchandise that you make. Certainly. So, and these these days these days uh, product endorsements when it comes to you know representing a product, people like to you know to watch these videos and see right. honest reviews and you know um, f- either falling flat on your face or having a successful demo or whatever learning it as you go. People like right. that kind of stuff, and I can see you Absolutely. being very very. I can see you being an ambassador to many brands. So I, I wish Absolutely. you the best with that. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. And thank you for having me. I I really appreciate it. this. Has been awesome. Dude, and like, I'm, I'm and thrilled. like you said, man, I can't wait to meet face to face, man. We gonna dinner. We gonna hang. We're gonna hang. <laughs> as I call it, dinner for sure. And you're gonna get a kick out of Junior, man. He's gonna love you. He's gonna have you in stitches for sure. He is. He's gonna have you laughing your no ass off. No but I'm looking forward to it. Dinner, hang out, then strategize. Strategize. We're gonna get you. Nam, you're gonna own it. There's gonna be people Absolutely. wearing wearing Warren Hughes t-shirts at Nam 2019. 2020, right. 2020, they're going to be wearing Warren Hughes There you go. But 2019, you're going to set the place on fire. That's going to be great. Not, not literally, of course. We don't want any fires. Yeah. Awesome, buddy. Listen, okay. Thank you so very much for uh, gracing us uh, with your uh, your greatness this evening. Um, it's positive vibes going into the weekend. And uh, just just an honor, man. It's a real honor. And this is not going to be the, the first and last time you're coming on this show. I know oh, no. Anytime, want- anytime, man. I'm, I'm always available. You just let me know. Awesome. There's a lot people okay. can take a take from you and learn from you, and that's not just music. First and foremost, right. I think they can learn a lot about um, respect and uh, happiness from you. And number two, music talent is the icing on the cake. Absolutely. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Everyone, thank you so very, very much uh, for everyone watching uh, in the chat. And if you'd be so kind, if any of you would like to do this and just kind of share this video on your platforms, whether it be Twitter or Facebook, just grab the link that you're watching right now and share that. It'd be great to get more people uh, to discover uh, myself and Warren, the show, all this kind of stuff. Sean Silas has just popped in. We cannot say goodbye without recognizing Sean Silas. What up, Sean? Sean is here, buddy. You know, I was looking forward to meeting Sean at NAMM, too. You'll meet him next year. He's, I mean... And talk about cool dad. Talk about cool dad. Right. And then he can play. That's great. So, Sean, we're going to see you next year for sure. Sean, come out for dinner with us. There we go. All right. Let's all get together for dinner. Uh, Everyone, as Sean, uh, Curtis Murata says, uh, uh, have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for keeping this place positive. Your show, uh, great show, Warren and Eric. Uh, Thank you so much. And, Sean, try to watch this one back. There's some great stories from Warren, and there's going to be many more. 
as I told you, I had a lot of questions left over from Blue Saraceno the other night, which means return visits. I've got a lot of questions left over for you, which means return visit. So we'll we'll work out something towards uh, the summer the summer uh, time and get you back and we'll have some fun. I'm going to say goodbye to you off the air, so don't go away yet. Everyone, have a kick-ass weekend and uh, be safe out there. Love each other and have a great weekend. We will see you very soon. Cheers. Hey, EVH Gear TV and Eddie Van Halen fans. If you are like me, you find the time to read books difficult. Why not have it read to you? Grab one of three critically acclaimed Van Halen audiobooks like Van Halen Rising by Greg Renoff, Running with the Devil by Noel Monk, or Everybody Wants Some by Ian Christie, available right now from Audible. Sign up for a free trial with zero obligation to get any one of these three audiobooks today. You can cancel if you wish after your trial membership expires and keep the book. There are many other great titles to choose from as well. Links in the description below, but just remember audibletrial.com slash TV. Click the link below and go grab your first free audiobook. Thank you for listening to this edition of EVH Gear TV. This episode is being brought to you in part by VanHalenStore.com. Shop VanHalenStore.com for the largest selection of official Van Halen merchandise and memorabilia. Be sure to check out our website at evhgeardiscussion.com for more updates and follow us on social media.